Welcome everyone to our worship service at the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village for this Sunday, July 17th. Now I've added uh, to the worship liturgy uh, just a bit this Sunday, thinking that we might have some fun uh, changing it up just a, uh, just a little bit uh, for today and going forward. Uh, I'm hoping that it might enrich our experience and increase your participation in worship so you just don't feel like you're, you're sitting back and, and watching. So uh, stay sharp, no falling asleep during worship this morning because you, you're going to miss out if you do. And look for some new responses. Uh, with the invocation, that being one, at the start of the sermon, there's going to be another. At the benediction, there's going to be one. So when you think it's over, it's not. There's a, there's a role for you to play. And right now. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. We worship in person and online, and we do it with mass or without mass, though mass are recommended. And as this new variant starts to surge, I understand there's even more concern that maybe we are exposing one another. So uh, be cautious as to what feels right for you with your sense of health safety. Uh, VBS is coming up the, uh, the first week of August. It's an evening experience, and uh, Pizzazz is coming up the last week of July, and that is a morning experience, so be sure to sign up your children and your grandchildren. Our Social Concerns Committee is sponsoring a, uh, a Bible study on Micah. It will be on Sundays at 4 p.m., the, the last Sunday of July and the first two Sundays of August, uh, looking at faith and looking at violence and how the two of those intersect and how we people of faith might be people that are able to move our communities away from violence. Today we begin a worship service series in which I am highlighting our hymns and how our hymns communicate our faith. Now, I had thought that perhaps we'd be further along away from the pandemic than we are now and that we all would be jumping up and down cheering the fact that we could just sing out boldly and loudly in each other's presence. That's not quite the case, but I thought maybe let's not change our plans and, and let's try to enjoy ourselves singing. So the, so the sermon is going to look at our hymns, is going to invite us to sing a whole number of hymns hymns during the sermon and invite us to pay attention to what it is that we are singing. The, the hope is that we'll not only have the fun of singing more finally with one another, but we'll have, um, we'll gain at looking at what is in the hymns and the value of the language of the hymns for us. Now, I don't know um, whether we really pay attention to the hymns or not, but I have found that when we draw attention to the words of the hymns, all of a sudden the message in the hymn comes alive to us a little bit more, uh, even if we're very familiar with the hymn. So that's what we'll be doing uh, this Sunday, next Sunday, the Sunday after that, and a couple of Sundays in August. Well, looky here, it's the Cunninghams. Hey, hey, hey. I thought you had snuck out of town without saying goodbye last week because we had balloons, we had a big cake, 
We had uh, the USC marching band was going to come by, all sorts of things to make you feel uh, happy that you are on your way to a new adventure. Um, but we all are a little sad as well as being happy. Happy for you, a little sad at our loss that you will not be with us. So um, I'm glad that you have not um, beat it out of town yet and that you're still here and that you're here with us this morning so that we all can turn to you and say, we are so glad to have you be a part of the congregation. And as you have safe travels, we hope, and a new adventure that is great for the family in Texas um, with dad and, and relatives, that you'll continue to know um, that you're in our hearts and we hope that we are in your hearts as well as you, as you go. So God bless you and God bless you as life unfolds. All right, let us center ourselves and prepare for worship. Please stand as you are able and join with me in the call to worship. Come, let us worship the Lord, our God. We praise God and celebrate the author of all creation. We, your people, praise you, Creator God. Glory be unto you. Let's sing. Take a look at the slide and join with me in our invocation. Lift up your hearts. 
Let us all pray. Holy God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer, we pray your presence be upon us in this time of worship, that our lives might be bent to your will and nourished by your loving grace. Let us find ways to celebrate your creative nature in our lives. Amen. Be seated, please. Hi friends, Pastor Christy here with you again today. I had so much fun meeting so many of you this last week and I look forward to our time together again. This week I am off at another Conejo Connect Church meeting new friends so that we all will get together one day and have fun because we have relationships with one another. You know, I took Wesley and Callie and the kids with me on a walk today just to see what beautiful nature was out there. And it got me reminded, it reminded me about a story in the Bible about a man named Job. You see, I am so happy today. I love being in nature and in community with one another. Job was like that. Job was a happy, happy man. God blessed him above all blessings. But Satan came along and he said, huh, he only likes you because of all you give him. And Job said, um, sorry, God, not Job, said, no, no, he loves me because he is a faithful man. And Satan said, I'll prove it to you. And so he started messing with Job. God said, no matter what you do, Job will remain faithful to me. So Satan took away all his animals. They were stolen from him. And then later, all of his children were killed. And then he got boils and sores all over his body. And yet, Job remained faithful to God. And his friends and his family would say, why are you hanging out with God? Why are you still blessing this God? This God who says he loves you, but yet gives you all of this. And Job said, because I know in my heart, in my spirit, that God has my back all the time. Friends, whether you feel happy or sad or somewhere in between, know that you are never alone, that God walks beside you. I walk beside you. Your other pastors walk beside you. And your moms and dads walk beside you. Now, as you get ready to go off to Sunday school, know that you are going to learn more about Job and his faithfulness to God. Know that I love you and I will see you again very shortly. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks for all you've given us. We give you thanks for the good times and the bad. But mostly, God, we thank you for being with us at all times, even the in-between times. And we thank you for sending Jesus and your Holy Spirit to guide us. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus the all right, have a fun time in class. We'll see you soon. Amen. Thank you, Christy. Now, was it just my old ears, or were you having a hard time hearing her as well? 
Okay, Paul, we want to we let her know that um, outside when the wind is blowing is probably not the best, best way to communicate with us with video. Although I think I heard in there a great message that God has our back and is with us regardless of the circumstance of our life and maybe even in those circumstances if they are particularly challenging, we should be of confidence that God is walking with us through that valley. And not only God, but those that love us, our parents, our church family. I think that's what she was saying. Yeah, okay. So good message. Thank you, Christy, for that. Um, we'll work on the, the tech stuff soon. So let's prepare for prayer. God, hear the stirrings of our spirits as together we all kneel spiritually before your presence in this place, asking that your spirit would be alivened inside of us, that we would know your presence dear and near knowing that you walk with us at all moments of our lives. We begin with confessing that there are times in which we are not as fully the person that you would wish us to be, that we say words and we do deeds that reflect more our, our fallen nature than the higher one that you draw out within us. And so we take a moment to reflect with prayers of private confession. Cleanse us and renew us for your grace. We pray for those around us who are struggling with physical or, or mental health issues, with troubled relationships, uncertain employment, or, or other forms of disease and discomfort. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think this morning of Kathy Drake and her husband Ken, Bill Nodoff, and Bill Kahn as they all deal with the effects of cancer upon their lives, upon their well-being and their loved ones and face decisions to make as to how to proceed forward. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For the mother of Shanuki Stanislaus, Karen Macaron, Shara Allen, and Bill Martin as they continue recovering from their surgeries. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. 
for Judy and Joe Rivera, Evelyn Rogers, and Mary Nolan as they deal with their health challenges. Oh Lord, hear our prayer. For a friend of Meredith Hart's, whose son now in the teenage years has developed stage four brain cancer and had a tumor removed on Friday in surgery. We pray for Tyler Hobart. We pray for his mother and those that surround him that they may be steadied in this uh, terribly challenging time. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Michelle, daughter of the Cunninghams, who is having complications with her pregnancy. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. For Sue Lynn Hardwig, who is to have back surgery this Tuesday, may things go well. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For Jim Lawson and Mike Hilliard, Margie Price and 16 others at her atrium home, and Jim Powell, all who are suffering from COVID. We pray for them, we pray for those that are their caregivers, we pray for healing. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And for those suffering from violence, oppression, wherever this may be, here in our, in our cities with mass killings, around the world with wars. We, we think of just how this is not the good creation that you created for us and we pray that your prodigal children will find a way home and a way to build the blessed community that is your intention for us. Be with us, Lord God, in this effort wherever there is people of goodwill seeking to build caring community. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of others who we now lift up privately in our thoughts. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for our church as we continue in our ministries through these times. We ask your help in maintaining our effectiveness and leading us forward in ways of vitality. May the good we do be pleasing in your sight, Lord God. All this we pray in your Son's holy name, our Father who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.
The scripture today is from Exodus chapter 3, 13 through 15, and 21 through 7. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He further said, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my title for all generations. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You should not bow down to them or worship them. For the Lord your God am a jealous God, punishing children for the inequities of their parents to the third and fourth generations of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love and keep my commandments. You shall make no wrongful use of the, Lord's, your, <clears throat> the name of the Lord your God, for the God will not acquit anyone who misuses God's name. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We can only hope that the revelation of Christ Jesus, of God's merciful grace, is more powerful than the revelation of Moses, of God's ongoing judgment. So we pray, huh? So we pray. And it is that we sing because we are people who feel that we are not in the hands of an angry God, but in the hands of a loving, creative, and redeeming God. From the earliest days, Methodists had a reputation for being a singing people. And I don't know how the rumor got started that so many of Wesley's hymns are actually bar songs that he, that he turned into hymns because um, as far as our traditions would have it, John and Charles were not going to bars. So how would they know those melodies, the curious mind asks, and I'm just going to leave it there. We have 51 hymns still in our hymnal from the pen and the spirit of Charles Wesley. Now, on page italics 7 of your hymnal, you remember your hymnals? They're back in the pews, and you're welcome to pick one up if you want. It's the one that says, 
hymnal on it. In the very front of it, on page italics 7, directions for singing. Uh, learn the tunes. Sing them exactly as they are printed. No audibles here. Everybody sing. Sing lustily and with good courage. I wonder about that. What's the courage have to do with the singing? Might there be people who don't like what you're singing and they would have some opinion about that, that they would <laughs> vent on you? I don't know. Sing modestly. You're singing lustily, whatever that meant in the 1600s, but you're also singing courageously and modestly. Strive to unite your voices together. Sing in time. There's a there's a, a beat to the, well, yeah, sing along, you know, don't, don't dwaddle. Above all, above all, sing spiritually. Have an eye to God in every word you sing. Aim at pleasing God more than yourself or any other creature. In order to do this, attend strictly to the sense of what you sing. And see that your heart is not carried away with the sound, but offered to God continuously. So shall your singing be such as the Lord will approve here and reward you when he cometh in the clouds from heaven. Our singing is both an offering to God of praise, supplication uh, of gratitude, and also a reminder to ourselves of our faith, its breadth and its depth, given expression over the many centuries that the hymn has been embraced by people. Some of the hymns in our hymnal are from the 12th century yet they still ring true to the human experience and the aspiration of our faith. So I've created a worship experience for us these next five Sundays, grounded in the hymns, looking at our Trinitarian faith, looking at the nature of the church, and then looking at our view of the eschaton, of the end time of the consummation of God's kingdom. So let's begin as we look at God the Father, God the Creator, the, the centerpiece of our uh, Trinitarian thinking of God. Let's turn to page 64. It'll come up on the screen also if you don't want to bother going through your hymnal. And for you at home, uh, all that I refer to ought to be up on the screen for you. This is a pretty familiar hymn. It's a, a great one. Let's sing verse 4 of this hymn. Tracy, marvelous vocalist that she is, she's going to lead us to, to try to hit those notes and get through it at the right timing. Time. Right? All right, John Wesley. Thank you. Let's go. Holy 
Adored by the saints, praised by creation, perfect in power, in love and purity, we say, whose glory is hid from us by our sin, God in three persons, the Trinity. But who is, who are the Trinity? Let's turn to page 85. This hymn is called, We Believe in One True God. The tune should be somewhat familiar to us, though we really don't sing it all that, that much. It presents our, our Trinitarian understanding of God one verse at a time. So if you have your hymnal in front of you, you can see verse 1 deals with um, God the Father, verse 2, Jesus Christ, verse 3, uh, the Holy Ghost. Verse 1 speaks to the part of the Trinity we're thinking of this morning. So let's sing verse one. This hymn is a great example of putting our faith into the song, learning our faith, perhaps, by singing the song. So our focus this morning, the first person of the Trinity, what name or names do we use? Traditionally, we use God the Father, right? We use uh, creator God when we're thinking of the first person of the Trinity. Yet Scripture, as we heard this morning, hesitates to give God a, a direct name like that. Names define and they contain. And God is, is always more, much more than the words that we use. Now, if you're, if you're sensitive to, to feminist theology, if, if you're uh, cognizant of their concerns, you are aware that, that many, many among us and in the life of the church over the last uh, 40, 50 years have been concerned by the masculine language of God because language connotes something. And uh, many folk have felt that the claiming of masculinity kind of left out a side of God which is important, not just to the females among us, but for all of us in our understanding of the broadness of God's nature. 
especially for those of us who perhaps had dads who were not as loving and supportive as we hope dads are. So you can see that the word we use for God can have a defining, but it can also have a limiting sense about that God. And so in our scripture this morning, we have God talking uh, through Moses saying, hey, hey, you know, the best way to name me is that I am who I am. Just get your mind around that. I am all that I am. And if you say anything more about me, you're saying less about me than the fullness of me. There's something very important about that witness in Exodus. It goes on to say, you know, I'm the one who is in covenant with your forebearers. That's the I am who I am. I'm the God of Jacob. I'm the God, I'm the God of, I'm the God of, I'm the God of. And we take liberty and run that all the way down to our generation and we say, I'm the God of Nancy. I'm the God of David. I'm the God of Tom. Margot, I'm the God of each one of us. That's how you know who I am. Hymn 116, the God of Abraham prays. I think it's a familiar tune. Let's see what it says here in verse 1. Let's sing it. While we're in that Old Testament feel, on page 123, we have a hymn that has some Hebrew in it. And uh, just for the fun of it, I thought it would be great to hear us struggle through it and, and try to voice it out. Now, you know, it's, it's typed for us in a way that we should be able to sing it because we can just sound it out. El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Alona Adonai. I think that was it, wasn't it? Pretty good. El Shaddai, El Shaddai. Well, there we go on that fourth line down. Urkamka na Adonai. Well, Stephen, I butchered that, didn't I? But maybe some of the rest of you can sing it better than me. But let's sing it. We'll sing, we'll sing it through and do the best with the Hebrew and the English together. Should I, El Shaddai, El Adonai, 
Naming by using qualities is, is much more familiar to us. Qualities like the, the rock of my salvation. God, you are a fortress for me. You are my maker, source of all goodness and truth, light and accessible. Father, mother, creator. Check out hymn 113. We're not going to sing this, but if you look at 113, you'll see a whole series of uh, references to be used for God. Source and sovereign, word and wisdom, storm and stillness, rock and cloud, root and vine, breath and dove, fortress, fountain, shelter, light, judge, defender, mercy, might. Shepherd, Savior, servant, lamb, well and water, bread and wine, thunder, tempest, whirlwind, fire, comfort, counselor, presence, love. The Psalms use lots of descriptive words for trying to uh, invoke for us an understanding or an image of God. If you're, if you're at a loss for what would feel like the right word to use today or as you uh, bow in prayer at a particular occasion. Go to the Psalms. They'll give you a whole series of, of possibilities of, of what to say. On page 152, we have a, a hymn that I think is really familiar for us. It's mostly referring to God and God's power and God's creativity. Let's sing verse 1 of page 152. there is also a tenderness and a, a caring to God. And on page 118, hymn 118, the care the eagle gives her young, we get a sense of that. The tender love of God in verse 1 stirs them out to flight in verse 2. Beneath us lift God's mighty wings to bear us, one in all, in verse 3. Let's see if we can sing verse 1 of hymn 118.
Here are some great qualities about God on page 126. Him, sing praise to God who reigns above. This one we know a whole lot better than the one we just tried to sing. Let's sing verse 1. truth is that God has many names. We, we refer to God in a great variety of ways, and, and we probably do that due to the circumstance in which our, our souls are at that moment in which we are opening up and, and celebrating God or uh, imploring and praying to God. Hymn number 105, God of Many Names, lifts up a variety of names to celebrate this God we're talking about. Let's sing verse 1. It's pretty easy, though. You may not know it very well. Let's sing verse 1. If you're reading in your hymnal, those dark lines and dots at the end of the first bottom page means go back to the beginning and finish up the first verse before going on to the next page. Thanks, Trace. sing that often enough, that might become a favorite, really, if you just get into it and let your spirit go with it. As we sing our faith about this first person of the Trinity, we realize that as much as we try to describe and to understand, God is really above all of that effort, above our full comprehension. Page 103, the hymn on that page, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise, kind of gets at that for us, and it's a, a well-known traditional hymn. So let's sing first uh, one of that. Mm-hmm. 
whatever it is we think we can say or not say about God, we are taught and cling dearly to the affirmation that God is love and that God is always faithful in that love. So we're going to close this morning by turning to our hymnal, page 140, and sing verse 1 of Great is Thy Faithfulness. this prayer entitled Prayer for Faithful Singing. Glorious God, source of joy and righteousness, enable us as redeemed and forgiven children evermore to rejoice in singing your praises. Grant that what we sing with our lips we may believe in our hearts, and what we believe in our hearts, we may practice in our lives, so that being doers of the word and not hearers only, we may spread your love here and abroad, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. We're going to begin our offering time with a word on our mission moment. And I, I want to cue you all who are here in person um, that we um, have had some ushers volunteer. So we'll be taking a regular offering uh, today and hereafter for uh, the sport of the church for those of you who are here in person. And I'll say for you online, I'll, I'll say a word soon. But here's a mission moment from our missions committee about Gold Coast veterans. Good morning. I would like to update you on the Gold Coast Veterans Foundation. Last year, your generous donations allowed Gold Coast to find housing for Rose Burgess, a twice-widowed spouse of military veterans. Rose had been living with her daughter, but became unhoused when her daughter passed away last year. 
Gold Coast came to the rescue. Helping Rose clear out storage units she'd kept with her daughter, reduce her monthly expenses, and move into the Bonaventure Senior Facility in Ventura. Last November, the Ventura County Board of Supervisors honored Gold Coast and its supporters in a special moment of inspiration. Our very own Kathy and Wayne Lowe were invited to represent the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village. Legendary Dodgers broadcaster Vin Scully added his own message for this celebration. We can help more veterans and families like Rose. Please consider supporting the Gold Coast Veterans Foundation as part of our July Mission of the Month. Thank you very much. to have you do that. Um, also, uh, we here will be very excited if in your generosity you have uh, space and breath for the support of the ministries of the church and what we try to do for ourselves, our community of faith, and the community beyond our doors. So you are encouraged to uh, respond through what you see on the screen or if you are in person, uh, share your generosity with the ushers as they pass. Uh, the plate. We also will be singing the doxology once we're done with the offertory, so get ready.
So God, we thank you for these gifts and the generosity of these givers. May they be blessed in that generosity, and may your church, through these resources, empower your ministries in our midst. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Remain standing, and let's sing our closing hymn. May your spirit sing with joy and give voice to your faith and your love of God, the creator of the universe, of you and of me. Praise be to God. Let us work with the spirit and one another to make this a great day. Stay safe. Be healthy. Be on God's spirit. Be blessed and be a blessing. Amen. 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 Oh Lord, bless us.